So I, I know you've got a lot going on. But remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey. Hey, everybody. I hope you're having a great week. I I'm definitely having one of those better weeks, and I think it's because I'm excited to see the season change. I don't know about everybody else, but during this quarantine when it was just real stank hot, and trust me, I get it. It's still really stank hot in a lot of places, but just seeing the season start to cool down a tiny bit and seeing kids at least figure out what we're going to do with school makes me feel like, okay, we're moving along to move out 2020. Like seeing 2020 just, you know, because since March and what is it, almost now, August, we have, no, almost October, I don't feel like shit has happened. So I really am excited to see the year move along. So I hope everybody's having a great week too. Um, Welcome to my fam questions. I love this time of the podcast for me because this is where I get to connect with y'all. If you guys remember, I made Listen Honey because I love talking to my fam. I love listening to what you guys are going through. I love answering questions wherever I can and being able to connect with you guys. So I got a great list of questions. I don't want to waste any time. I want to jump right into it. So thank you for everybody sending questions in. And by the way, if you want me to answer a question, the best way to do it is just to DM me. And now I really, really love if you guys DM me with your questions audio. So recorded. So if you can hit the little microphone on the DM, it's on the right side next to the comment box, just hit the record button and ask me your question. That's so much better, man, because I'd love to play your question here. I'll keep you anonymous. And that way I can understand you better because there's so much more relatability and understanding of somebody when their voice inflections are played rather than just reading a question. So please do send me those questions and I can't wait to hear them. All right. First question I got today is, how has quarantine changed you? We're going to call this from Felicia. Hi, Felicia. How has quarantine changed you? I love how you phrase that, first of all. Instead of saying how quarantine has affected me, how it's changed me. Because I hope that for everybody out there, it's changed all of us for the better. The first thing I would definitely say is how much I've learned about my responsibility, not only as an individual, but also as an American. You know, I, I'm, I'm actually rocking something that, that I'm going to go into right now. And this is a shirt from my favorite podcast, The Read. The Read is the dopest podcast. It's Kid Fury and Chriselle. These two have a podcast that talks about topics today. And also they answer questions like I do here on my fam. Um, But what I love about them is they're um, a, a black, duo who are running their business with great merch and great insight and advice and great entertaining topics for people. And what I've learned now during this quarantine time is that I have an opportunity to really celebrate Black businesses out there. I really have the opportunity and the responsibility to talk more about what I've 
been inspired by when it comes to black culture and where I can lend my podcast or my Instagram to help elevate and bring to light black businesses. Uh, this week, I'm actually posting a video of my favorite black brands that I use in my everyday life on my YouTube. Hello, honey. And it's just really taught me that in this time I have on earth, I need to be a lot more proactive about what I see is wrong around me. Obviously we know about police injustice. We know about systemic racism. We need to learn about how to close the racial wealth gap. Being responsible as a consumer is one big fat way to start doing that. So please do check out my black hall um, on black owned businesses on my YouTube channel. Hello, honey. Do listen to the read and do the same too. If there's anything that I should learn about when it comes to skincare products, amazing health brands, amazing um, dope swag that I should own, please do hit me up in the DMs and share with me these black owned businesses because I want us to create a, a more of a dialogue on what we love out there and to stop giving money to the 1% that is just like these big huge corporate conglomerates that don't care about black culture, that don't care about diversity in their employment. So when you buy from black owned businesses, you are not only helping to fund these hard earned mom and pop local businesses, but you're also helping communities thrive. Uh, you're helping to create more employment for black employees and you're helping to celebrate black culture and you're holding bigger companies responsible on whether or not they are diversified in their employment and in their branding and in their product reach. So those are the kind of things that I've really learned during quarantine. And I've, I feel so humbled about it because I have so much more to learn that, that, um, that still has a lot of work to do. So thank you for asking that question, Felish. Um, let's move on to the next one. The next question is about a breakup. I get so many breakup questions and I wonder if it's because the quarantine. Again, going back to Felicia's question, how has quarantine changed you? I'm hoping that a lot of these breakups, you guys, is because y'all are, in the word of the read, done. Like, just done with a lot of the BS out there. I think, for me, the quarantine has actually made me realize the quality of energy that I want to absorb. You know, especially when you're in four corners of your house, you want to make sure that the people you're quarantining with, whether it's on a phone or on text message, or even in your living space, that they're giving you enriching energy that can make you a better person when you come out of this, or if we don't come out of this. But this isn't a pause button on your life. This should definitely be a time where you're hearing yourself more to realize, hmm, this person makes me feel whack most of the time. This person drains me. This person makes me not like myself. If you're experiencing any of those three things, done, done, get out of it. I love this part of the shirt here. 86, that shit. I was a server at TGI Friday, so I don't know if you guys know what 86 means, but it means, but in restaurant terms, it's like, it's off the menu. We're out of it. We're, we're done with it. We're, we're cutting it. So you might have to do that with the, um, the energy in your life if it happens to be a breakup. So this young woman, let's say her name is Tasha. Tasha's asking, how do you get over a breakup? More specifically, the hurt, especially if you're still madly with the person. Okay, girl, let's just start here. When you're saying specifically you're trying to get over the breakup because this person hurt you, that part right there should be how you get over this person. When you say madly in love, it's, it's, it's really hard for me to draw the same connection between hurting somebody and loving somebody. 
you can make mistakes, right? But if this is the type of mistake that is not usually something that you like trip and fall, you can trip and fall, but you can't trip and fall on someone else's body parts. You know what I'm saying? Like if they cheated on you, that's not a mistake. That's an actual action that takes planning and preparation and secrets. And it takes energy to create that. If this person made a mistake, then you've got to figure that out if it's worth forgiving. But I'm imagining if you broke up with them and it hurt that bad, it had to be volatile. It had to be something that just is unforgivable. So if you're madly in love with that person, I'll tell you this. I once heard that the biggest confusion in love is whether or not you really were in love. Sometimes it was just the moment upon meeting, maybe it was just like a very cinematic situation that made you guys meet, that made you feel real gushy when it really was just a dope vibe or a great restaurant or a great, you know, coming together. Sometimes it's just the amount of time that you've been together. If it was just like, oh, we've been together for so long, so I'm madly in love with this person, but it's not really the long time. It's really the dependency you guys have built on each other. So before you say you were madly in love with that person, I just advise you to just make sure you have your definition of love. Because for me, when I think about love, and I talked to Jay about this too, is that I think about the purest forms of love from people who really do not want to hurt you, okay? Who really don't bring their broken to the game, but really want the best for you. And I think the love of that would be from Christ for me, the love of Christ and the way God loves me to have created me with purpose and to give me faith, you know, and to give me hope that that is a pure love, right? And for you, if you guys follow a higher being, whatever that might be for you, there, there's a great love in there of just loving you in who you are. Like life doesn't just jack you and, 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 and depress you there's always a journey in it for you to learn and come out stronger. So think about that purity and that type of love. And then think about the love that you get from your mother. Yes, your mother makes mistakes, remove that. But I'm just talking about when you are a mother to your child, you're not aiming to hurt them or get back at them or teach them a lesson as far as making them really regret something that they did. You generally want to constantly show them how great they are and how worthy they are and how much work and effort you put into having them and how valuable their life is. So that love is very pure. You know, um, when you think about the love to your best friend, you don't want bad things to happen to your best friend. You don't want ill will on your best friend. You don't want to resent your best friend. You want that person to flourish. You want that girl to be feeling all boss and, 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 and just feeling strong about themselves. So when you combine these types of love, I think that when you love a partner, it should be the same combination of these types of love. It should be the same type of love that you have for a child. It should be the same type of love you have for God. It should be the same type of love that you have with your best friend in that you don't want to hurt that person. So for me, if someone hurts me like that, it wasn't really love. Do you understand? Like you don't cheat on your kid. God doesn't just jack you over just to see what happens. So that is not the same type of love that you're aligning it with. When you use the word love, it needs to really be that word and it needs to be consistent with what that definition is i don't have ranges of love i don't have love for my mom that is one thing but then my love for my partner can be okay if he cheats on me and i can still be in love with him but that doesn't work so i just really want to make that clear so in essence what i'm telling you when it comes to getting over this person it really starts in your mind it really starts for you 
to remind yourself what is the definition of love, not what it feels like, what is the hardcore foundation of love? Were you really in love with that person? Was it just a feeling? Was it just history? Because if they really loved you, they wouldn't hurt you to the point that you had to break up with them. And that there is a greater love out there that doesn't make you question or live in confusion. I hope that made sense because it made sense to me, but I hope you feel it. If you feel it, that's when it really makes sense. But if you're telling yourself something different when your gut's trying to fight with you, please, sis, always know that your intuition be sitting there every day telling you, I told you so. So start listening to it. Don't wait until it has to tell you I told you so to realize that it was right all along. All right. Um, okay. This comes from, let's say her name is Linda. Linda is having a little problem feeling Linda um, because she says that she can't get over her low self-esteem and feeling self-cautious about bad skin. It affects my confidence. I won't take pictures of myself. Oh, that hurts me. Or leave the house without makeup. And forget dating. Help. Okay, Linda. First of all, first of all, I, it hurts me to hear you say that you can't take pictures of yourself or that you won't leave the house without makeup because, I mean, it, obviously I'm going to say it and I know it's not going to resonate with you, but beauty is so much more than what makeup covers or how you look or, or how you look in pictures. Um, so what I'm going to focus on in telling you is how to really feel beautiful, no matter what the situation, when it comes to your hair, your, your face, your, your, your skin condition. So what is beautiful to you? What are the real things that are beautiful to you? Think about the, like, I really want you to close your eyes for a second and think about the people in your life that exude beauty, the conversations that you've had with these people that show you how remarkable they are. I want you to think about some things that you've done in your life that make you feel beautiful, whether it was helping somebody else out, accomplishing something, discovering something about yourself, getting over a setback. And then look at just nature around us. Even the most, most unique shaped forms of nature, whether it be a view or a, I remember at one time, even for me, when I was coming out to, uh, when I was dealing with the LA fires and there was a big side of the Getty mountain, it's a mountain that kind of separates uh, the valley from the city and it was all just completely charred. And I remember coming back next year around the same time, driving down that same freeway and seeing just small sprouts, sprouts of grass and, and, and life growing through this black charred scar of this fire. And it was beautiful to me just to see that growth. And for me, seeing people change, seeing people evolve, that's beautiful to me. So what I really want you to first start off is really redefining what is beauty to you. Is it, cause really, I mean, I'm sure you've met somebody who has it all together and is beautiful in your definition of the great perfect face or makeup or, or Instagram face or pictures, but it, was she really beautiful inside? And if she wasn't, was that beauty really all that when you look at her on the outside? So first redefine what beauty means to you. Cause I promise you that there are probably so many amazing qualities about yourself that you haven't get gotten a chance to recognize because you're 
you're more focused on the outside beauty, right? So once you find what that is, I really want you to begin carrying yourself when you walk, when you enter a room, when you talk to people with this knowing of that type of beauty within you. For me, beauty is not, although of course I love makeup and I love looking good for pictures. I really do. But I know that I'm beautiful even when I don't have those things because I've gone through a lot of shit in my life. And I've stood up to a lot of uncomfortable situations that I would have much rather have hide, hid from or have run away from. But I confronted those things and I'm working on them now daily. And that makes me feel beautiful because I'm accomplished. It makes me feel beautiful that I've mended things with, things with my mom and I've mended things with my, my mentality. So it allows me to understand that, that I've evolved and I have so many different facets to what I've accomplished in life. So that makes me feel strong. So when I leave the house, and even Marav knows because she takes a lot of my pictures for Instagram, I then have to feel like, okay, I want to make sure that I look like I gave myself the time that I deserve. You know, I want to look like I brushed my hair and put on some lip gloss because I don't want to look like I, I didn't care about myself. That's the misconception. I don't want to look like I'm beautiful. I want to look like, okay, Jeannie pulled herself together and cared about herself to give herself the time. So, so please start there. Your skin, next thing. I'm pretty sure there's, you've tried a multitude of things. I don't know if it's you know, different skincare products or whatnot, but I'm just encouraging you to really hydrate and cleanse your body first and foremost. It's not about you know, Retin-A and it's not about you know, um, all these expensive skincare products to get yourself where you need to be. It really is about flushing your body and giving yourself the nutrients it deserves. So please do some research and talk to your doctor about what that is, but I promise you that you're not drinking enough water. The majority of people are never drinking enough water. So let's start there, right? Are you flushing yourself with the right amount of water? Are you getting yourself raw, natural, wholesome, leafy greens and fruits? Are you getting yourself the vitamins you need? Are you picking at your face or touching your face in ways that you're spreading germs into your face. So, so also just kind of take a really introspective look at how well you really treat your skin besides just the stuff you're stacking on it. Cause I really don't want to encourage you to put more foundation on there. I really don't want to encourage you to cover your pores with more product. I'd rather you first start straight and cleanse it with the mentality that the skin ain't making you beautiful. It's really you just taking care of yourself and start there. Get back to me. I want you to DM me back. Let me know this advice helps you. I want to hear how it goes after 60 days. Start drinking at least, at least two liters of water a day, okay? If you want to go to six glasses, I don't know how big your glasses are, so I want to hear like two liters of water a day. I want to hear you change your mentality. I want to hear a list of things that you know are beautiful and and accomplished about yourself from the outs, from the inside out, and then work that outside to catch up with that inside because the inside is what's going to last you the rest of your life, not this temporary skin that you're going through now. All right. I hope that helped because um, I've definitely had to go through a lot of those things myself, you know, especially when you work in Hollywood. There's always somebody who has a better body than you or is prettier than you or has better hair or, you know, lashes or whatever it is. And it took me like some real inside work to find what it is I like about myself so that I can always, in any situation where my mind starts to mess with me and starts trying to tell me stuff like this, I can always offset it and go, you know what though, but she didn't go through this and she didn't accomplish this and nobody has my same story. And that reflects a much better image to me than a pair of lashes and, and, and a picture.
Fam, so many great questions coming up next. I'm going to take a quick break because I need to go hydrate myself right now with some water. And when I get back, we're going to talk more about self-esteem and some personal advice when it comes to jobs. Stay tuned. Welcome back, my fam. It's my fam questions day. I love all these questions that are coming in. And this next one is so on my level. This is definitely somebody who's been riding with me. We're going to call her Christine. And Christine writes, Jeannie, what's up, girl? Hope you and Jeezy are good. We are. Thank you for asking. I need your help. My man is a sapiosexual, and I need some good conversation topics for him. We struggle with this. I am not a sapiosexual, nor am I a good conversation starter. Please help. Okay, first, do not beat, you, do not beat yourself down, because clearly your man likes you, so there's something intriguing about you that attracted you to him. And that might even just be your curiosity. Being a sapiosexual means that you're enticed by intelligence, conversation, um, insightfulness, curiosity. You might be a really curious person and you might just ask bomb questions that makes a sapiosexual think. You don't necessarily have to teach him things, just make him think. And that in itself is so, it's hot when your girl makes you see things in a different way, you know? So your, your, your curiosity and your naivete might actually work in your favor. That said, what are some questions that you guys can talk about, right? So um, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to advise you to check out this kink, this kink, <laughs> you do that too, but check out this thing called We're Not Really Strangers. Um, so it's basically a game that this amazing ex-model started. So she's a sapiosexual, she's, she's a beautiful model, but she found that it was kind of a vapid world and she wanted to get more deep in conversations and connections with people. So if you follow it on Instagram, we're not really strangers. It's a great, it's a, it's a great uh, site with amazing posts and every single one of her posts are questions we should ask one another. Like, and then, oh, and sorry. And then she has a game that's called We're Not Really Strangers. Ordered on Amazon. I ordered it myself. It's so much fun. It comes in three levels of serious questions for your friends or your strangers or a loved one. So I promise you put that in your bag and you've got some, some tips and tricks there on how to handle this relationship with him. Um, but some questions that I think are really interesting, not in any particular order for me, are what do you think your ex would say about you today if you were to ask your ex what they liked and what they didn't like about you? Okay. I also like asking people, what do you think your first impression is that you give off when people meet you? Because I like listening to seeing whether or not that person is right. And if they're self-aware, because self-awareness is one of the hottest traits I think will make a relationship last. The ability to fix yourself or to be able to, you know, read how you come off. Um, I would also, I really love asking about love languages. If he doesn't know the five love languages, I really think you guys should get that book and read it together. It's such a great book that explains the real intimate connections of, of, of two people. And you can ask so many questions about love languages once you figure out what they are. Not to mention, obviously, what are his love languages? What languages does he need to work on? What languages have affected him when he met other people, whether it was a really nice gift somebody gave him or a really nice moment of time somebody gave to him. Sometimes we're not that love language, but when somebody gave it to us and we didn't expect it, it actually meant a lot. Even if it didn't mean a lot then, I'm not a quality person back, quality time person then, but now I'm so quality time that I remember all these times that people gave me their, their uninterrupted time and it meant a lot 
to me when I just kind of threw it off back then. So I hope that helps you out. Um, definitely, we're not really strangers. That's a great start. And keep that man, girl. That's going to really heighten your senses, too. And I hope you guys have some good pillow talk together. All right. Um, okay. Hello, honey. We're going to call this Belinda. Belinda's asking, what's your advice for workout beginners? I love your curves. Thank you, Belinda. Um, well, workout beginners, um, I'm going to say for me, the thing that I have to attribute most and first and foremost was understanding that strong is sexy. I used to weigh about 99 pounds, about a hundred pounds. And I used to make myself stay there. I never ate a carb. Never. Like for 10 years, I never had a, like, a piece of bread, a pizza. I scraped all my toppings off of pizza and ate the cheese and meat. It was nasty, guys. I eat, um, I, I would hold a French fry to act like I was eating it, but I really got it for the table to share, so they didn't think anything was wrong with me. It was a, it was a, it was a weird time where I really manipulated myself to think uh, a certain level of beauty was beauty for me. And now I gained weight, so I gained about twenty pounds. I used to be 100 pounds, now about 120. Sometimes I get under 118, 120 during quarantine. I haven't really been able to work out. But the, the right weight for you is, is number one. So don't obsess over what you're supposed to look like. Listen to your body and feel yourself. Are you tired after you walk a couple flights of stairs? That can't happen. Are you able to keep up with your kids? Are you falling into slumps of naps in the middle of the day? These are signs that you're not healthy to begin with. So you need to make sure that you're nourishing your body with the right fuel and the right foods that give you energy. Are you eating a stack of carbs all day? Are you eating a lot of fried foods? Are your, when you look at the ingredients of some of the first three items that you use on a daily basis, like peanut butter or um, dressings, are they filled with artificial coloring and sugars and things like that. So that already eliminate because your energy is necessary for a good workout. So even though it sounds like I'm, I'm, I'm giving you boring advice, you have to have a good sustenance of energy to then go into a serious workout. Cause I don't want to give you a workout plan, but you're feeding yourself with shit and you're not able to keep up with it because your energy is not even there. Right? So start there. Second part I would say is to, once you get your energy right and you get your diet right with wholesome, rich foods and, and vitamins, then go into a workout where for me, and I'm going to swear this all day, I don't care what anybody says when it comes to cardio, 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 or yoga and Pilates, those are definitely great for you. I'm not knocking it. But I find that there's nothing that changes a body shape more than heavy weight lifting, period. Because heavy weights immediately, not only do you burn calories from it, but it burns fat and it shapes your body into the female curves that you have. So when you lift weights and you're doing torso twists with weights, you are trimming the fat on the, your sides and you're building the muscle to create sculpture. When you're deadlifting and you're, you're hip raising with a really heavy weight, you're actually curving, or I'm sorry, you're actually carving out the muscular shape to your butt, to your, to your um, gluteus maximus. And you're defining each area of your butt so that you actually see the shape rather than just chiseling fat. People run, 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 run all day to chisel fat, not realizing that once you get rid of that fat, you got a bunch of flaccid muscles. That's not going to help anybody. So you need to really build and tone and give those muscles life. So heavy lift. Um, if you want some advice on heavy lifting, this is where I would absolutely advise you to go find a trainer that can give you maybe the first three weeks kind of 
101 on heavy lifting because you need guidance and it's not something I can explain to you here. But I do have on Hello Honey, um, my YouTube series, a few videos where I've given ideas on what I exactly do for heavy lifting. And there's also a video on the reel where when I was starting out with heavy lifting, I showed exactly what I did because I do majority all butt sculpting. So check it out. I hope that helps you. Guys, thank you so much for all the questions that you sent in. Please keep the questions coming in. Now, hit me up on the DMs. All you got to do is hit the little microphone. Give me your, your recorded message if you're okay with me using your voice. And I would love, I'm going to keep you anonymous, but I would love to play your, your questions because I want to get deep into these things and I need to hear you guys more. So please do send in your questions. I love you guys. Take care of each other out there. Wash your goddamn hands and um, be safe. Love you guys. See you next week. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.